All right, from the Afropop Vinyl Archive, circa 1985. A live album by Zimbabwean legend Oliver Mtukutsi and the Black Spirits before a rowdy audience in Harare, Zimbabwe. The album is called Tuku Live at Sakubva, and it might be the first live concert album ever released in Zimbabwe. Surging keyboards, tangling guitars, the excitement of independence in Zimbabwe, formerly Rhodesia, still fresh in the air and the robust, booming voice of Tuku in his prime, urging people to choose the right direction. Hello, Georges Collinet with you on Apropop Worldwide from PRI, Public Radio International. Today, another edition of our occasional series, Cuts from the Crypt, co-hosted today by Afropop's Banning Air. Manning is heading up our archives preservation and curation project, and he's been, well, very, very busy. He'll join us later in the program to share some choice Afropop field recordings from Mali, Congo, and Mozambique, and some rare vinyl tracks from South Africa. But we start out with classic Zimbabwean vinyl. Sandra, 
All right, from the Afropop Vinyl Archive, Oliver Mtukutsi and the Black Spirits, Georges Collinet with you on Afropop Worldwide and another selection of rare sounds from the past. Cuts from the Crypt, Banning Spicks. That's Afropop producer Banning Air, of course, who has been listening through vinyl records we collected in Zimbabwe in the late 1980s. All right, let's keep the Zim vinyl spinning with an early release in the Sungura genre. Sungura is guitar-driven Zimbabwean dance pop, and it's still hugely popular, especially in Zimbabwe's rural areas. In this classic track by Kiyama Boys, you hear the band using the Congolese formula of the 70s and 80s. The song starts in a slow dance rumba mode, then shifts into high gear for a long, leisurely jam.
Yama Boys, pioneers of Sungura music. This is the band that later produced current Sungura star Alik Macheso. He's the one playing those muscular bass lines. <laughs> Sungura is out and out party music. It reflects the hope and optimism of the early years of President Robert Mugabe's reign in Zimbabwe. Now, more Zimbabwean vinyl from the Afropop archive. Regular listeners to this program have heard a lot about Zimbabwe's indigenous musical traditions and how they've been transformed into popular music by the likes of uh, Thomas Mapfumo and the Blacks Unlimited. Well, Mukanya, as Thomas's fans know him, was not the only popular singer adapting the melodies and rhythms of traditional music. Let's hear from another, Robson Banda and the Black Eagles. After that, we'll hear a track from Biara master Efat Mujuru with Spirit of the People, the ensemble he created in the 1980s. Robson Banda and Efat Mujuru are no longer with us. Robson passed away in 1998 and Efat in 2001. But their classic works live on in these vinyl releases, lovingly preserved in the Afropop archive. Take it away, Robson. Canada, 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 Canada,
Ah yes, the joyful sound of Efat Mujuru and his 1980s Mbira Ensemble with the song Quendembire. We're going to Mbire. Man, <laughs> if that doesn't get you moving, you may want to check your pulse. We are digging into the Afropop archive with the help of Afropop's Banning Air. As you may know, Banning is a guitarist and longtime student of African guitar music. In the second half of our program, he'll join us to share some choice field recordings from his research over the years with Afropop Worldwide. But as we leave Zimbabwe, let's sample a couple of Banning's solo recordings of great Zimbabwean guitarists. Here's the late Joshua Lomayi Dube, who played with Efat Mujuru. He also played with Thomas Mapfumo, going all the way back to the Hallelujah Chicken Run Band in the early 70s, and later with the Blacks Unlimited. Here, Joshua is demonstrating lead guitar lines for the traditional Mbira song, Bukatiende, a classic. solo guitar. And here's another veteran Zimbabwean guitarist, John Nguandangwanda, demonstrating his guitar part for this song Mugariro, roughly the way we used to live. Zimbabwean guitar from John Nguanda Nguanda, recorded by Banning Air in 1998. Hey, you can find out more about the Afropop archive and learn about ways to get involved in the work of preserving and curating it on our website, afropop.org. Coming up, rare sounds from Mozambique, Congo, Mali, and South Africa. I am Georges Collinet. 
and you're listening to Afropop Worldwide from PRI, Public Radio International. Nombu Productions in Maputo, Mozambique in 1998, an a cappella group called Kava Ungu Heti gave a special performance for Afropop Worldwide. Banning Air was there, at the microphone, and he'll never forget it. <laughs> That's right, George. It was a big, echoey room, and I had no idea what these guys were going to do. And then came these gorgeous voices. One song was about Mozambicans who'd returned from contract jobs in Germany. And at first, these folks were really popular because they brought with them all this clothing and gear from Europe. But as these imported items started to wear out, their status sank steadily. And there's one bit where a guy's trying to impress his girlfriend by giving her a ride on his German motorbike. But the thing keeps stalling, and the guy's getting more and more desperate, <laughs> and the girl is unimpressed. <laughs> the performers are acting all this out while singing. It was just a total hoot. Uh, I think that's the song we played on the air back then, but I chose this one for today. It's a song that talks about daily life in Maputo in the 90s, and it's just so alive with rhythm and expression. Real fine. Telephoning was a 
Mozambique in 1998, the group Kava Ungu Heti. No, Benny, that's wonderful, but tell me, what is that line they keep singing? Da, en, da, en, da. <laughs> yes, it's great, isn't it? It seems to be the group's signature riff. I think it just kind of gets them in tune and in sync before they start. Every song they did for us began that way. Well, I love it. So what else did you find in the Mozambique file? Well, when we visited, it's 1998, the Mozambique Civil War has only been over for a few years, and there's a real sense of newness and rebuilding. The cultural organization Nambu had all sorts of initiatives, but part of their work was about recording old-timers who'd been driven underground during the war. They shared with us some marvelous recordings that they had made during that period. Here's a song by Francesco Mahequan, recorded by Nambu Productions in 1997. It's a lovely example of the rootsy origins of the Mozambican music called Marabenta. <laughs> Yeah. 
Marabenta musician Francesco Mahekwan of Mozambique. The recording shared with the Afropop archive by Nambu Productions in Maputo back in 1998. Now, Banning, what else have you found in the Afropop field tapes? Well, first of all, Georges, there are a lot of them. Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> And going through them all in detail is going to take some years. We have some new allies in this, and we're going to have more to say about that on the website in coming months. But just in my initial foray into the fieldwork, I found some interesting things. Here's a little clip from French Malagasy guitarist Soul Razaf demonstrating what happens when you combine the rhythms of the traditional Malagasy kabosi with Western jazz harmony. He's playing a kind of hybrid kabosi guitar here. the rhythm with jazz chords, it's really interesting, like this. Thank you. 
I should mention that Sul Razaf is a real guitar innovator. He's done a lot of unusual things, including in 2015, an album of cover songs that includes some really great Malagasy takes on Jimi Hendrix numbers. Really? Yeah. <laughs> is called Solo de Guitar, or as the Malagasy would say, Sul de Guitar. Well, we'll put a link to that one on the feature accompanying this program on afopop.org. And here's one I know you'll love, George. This was recorded in Kinshasa, Congo in 2004. Ah, yes. We were there to cover historic sessions by the late, great Wendo Kolosoi, a pioneer of modern Congolese music. But also involved in these sessions was a group called Rumbanella Band, led by Madu Lebon Mouloai. Madu is a protege of the seminal African guitarist Jean Bosco Mwenda. I remember him well. <laughs> that you do. He was a big star. Yes. For Afropop, Madu played a solo rendition of two of Mwenda's classics, Masanga and Bibi Teresa. Here's how it came out. <laughs> O piti anjia e tu ya pluo Onde o mambie baba bosco abaeke Onde o mambie ende a calale quavo Mamma wa quenana e tumba Mamma wa quenana e o Si wende o mambie manye singo ya o panga Nani mo vala zigida an, 
performing two classics by Congolese legend Jean Bosco Mwenda for the Afropop microphone. We're sampling field recordings from the Afropop archive with my compadre Banning Air. Now, Banning, I mentioned earlier that you are a guitarist yourself and you've sat down with some of the greatest guitarists in Africa, including Jelly Madi Tunkara in Mali. That's right, George. And you know, in preparing this show, I came across my very first lesson tape with Jelamadi, recorded in his compound when I had just met him in 1993. It's remarkable to hear for me because I went on to live in Mali with Jelamadi a few years later and to write a book about the experience. So this became a huge part of my own life and work. And to hear me grappling with Mande fingerstyle guitarists for the very first time is a real blast from the past. On that 1993 visit to Bamako, I also sat in on a rehearsal with the Super Rail Band of Bamako at the Buffet Hotel de la Gare. Of course, where else? <laughs> yeah. George, the band was in full gear in those days, getting ready for a solid run of international touring. And hearing Jelamati's unique 
touch on electric guitar up close and personal really sealed the deal for me. I was going to be spending a lot more time in Mali. Superwell band rehearsing in Bamako in 1993 with the great Jelly Madi Tunkara on guitar. You know, Banning, one of the things I love about these field recordings is how informal and natural they are. It's true, George, and for the most part, we traveled lean and mean. Most of these recordings were made with a single microphone. For techies, that's the Shure VP88, highly recommended. It really captures a vivid stereo image, and it's relatively small and easy to use. I tell you, it's a challenge to record an ensemble with just one microphone, but that was the norm in the 1960s and 70s. Absolutely, it's an art. Placement of the musicians is key, and even then you rarely achieve a perfect mix, but the sense of intimacy is unbeatable. Uh, let's check out this recording also from that 1993 visit to Mali. This is Jenaba Jakite, who had sung backup with Wasalu star Umu Sangare and was now breaking out on her own. Here's Jenaba doing her own version of a song that was big for Umu, Dugu Kamalemba. Thank you. 
That's beautiful, Geneva Diakite. And our group recorded in Bamako, Mali by Afropop Worldwide in 1993. Just a taste of the incredible riches that lie in the Afropop field archive. More like this to come as we work to preserve and catalog what is now over 30 years of traveling and recording around the world. Funding for Afropop Worldwide comes from the National Endowment for the Arts, which believes a great nation deserves great art. And PRI, Public Radio International affiliate stations around the U.S. And thank you for supporting your public radio station. Additional support for Afropop Worldwide comes from Womex, the showcase, marketplace, and seminar for world and roots music. This October 24 to 28 at Las Palmas de Gran Canaria, the Canary Islands, Spain. More info, womex.com. And we wind up this archive special with more from the Afropop vinyl collection. On our first visit to South Africa in 1988, two years after the release of Graceland, we found a certain contradiction. People all over the world were discovering Bakanga, Township Jive, and Ladysmith Black Mambazo's powerful choral sound. But in Johannesburg, Tastes were moving on. It was the rise of disco, bubblegum, and Lucky Dubé's South African reggae. So when we visited the Koinor record store, we found a spectacular collection of older releases in the cutout bin. Naturally, we scooped up all we could carry. <laughs> The track we are hearing comes from that visit. And no, it's not Lady Smith Black Mambazo. That's a group called the Springs Bomba Boys, one of many acts recording in that time in the style known as Isikatamiya. We're going to go out with a couple of tracks from that fantastic vinyl mother load we collected in 1988 in South Africa. First up, Township Jive from the Super Tents.
Zulu Elipe Zulu Closing out this edition of Afropop Worldwide Cuts from the Crypt Banning Spicks And thanks to Banning Air For some fine crate digging for this program Preserving and cataloging the Afropop archive Is a massive job And we're just getting started So if you want to get involved Write us at info at afropop.org With the subject line archive And visit Afropop.org to see images of all the covers of the vinyl records on today's program and to learn more about the Archive Project. You can also find us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at AfropopWW. My Afropop partner is Sean Barlow. Sean produces our program for World Music Productions. Research and production for this program by Banning Air. And join us next week 
for another edition of Afropop Worldwide. Our chief audio engineer and co-producer is Michael Jones. Additional engineering by Mike Kaplan and Stephanie Lebeau. Our director of operations is Ben Richmond, And I'm Georges Collinet. PRI Public Radio International.